And I saw a lot of yard sales, and I never, why would I get stuff there? And then I kind of saw other people flipping shit for, you know, 10 times what they bought it for. I'm like, hey, everybody, welcome to the B is for Business podcast, episode nine. Here with my co host today, Tyler and Tom, and we got a great show for you. And the first thing that I want to talk about is um, I'm reading a book right now called The Millionaire Next Door. I'm sure you guys have all heard of it. It's a it's a pretty popular book. It's recommended by a lot of people. Um, and I saw something really interesting in there said that it's it's got a lot of statistics and stuff. And one was that by the third generation, general generational wealth is gone. So if someone makes like, I don't know, let's say they have like $10 million in wealth or something like that. And then they pass it on to their kids expecting it to be generational wealth. So like their family is going to be set for the foreseeable future for generations to come by the third one. So that person's grandkids or no, it would be that person's great grandkids. It's gone. It's almost always gone. It's at like a high percentage, like 90 something percent of the time it's gone. Wow. How crazy is that? That's I I can't believe that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense though. Yeah, because, it, does, it does make sense. Yeah, I, I, get, I feel like people just aren't taught. If you're not taught it, it's yeah. very hard. And you did when you just opened up. You said, I'm sure most of you have heard of the book. Yeah, I'm true. sure most people haven't. Yeah. I only have heard of it because you read it. Yeah, I guess I've had it recommended. On, I've seen it recommended. But like, yeah, I learn about things like that. I read books. I mean, my parents taught me stuff. Some people don't have that. And it helps yeah. some people. You see some people grow up and they don't have everything. Yeah. Um, they, they have to struggle to get by and that can be a big motivator. Mm-hmm. And that is what leads to the rags to riches stories. The ones you see in the news. Yeah. But if you're given everything, you just, I mean, you don't have the, the map to lead you yeah. to make more money. Yeah. You don't have the financial knowledge in the background. So that, that's kind of what I feel like we're all into finance. We're all into learning about money and how it works and how we can better ourselves in that way. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're just given money like if i was given 10 million dollars there's no way i would pay attention (laughs) nearly as much about like making money and stuff as i do yeah but ideally if you have 10 million dollars and you know what to do with it yeah exactly then you can definitely make that money work for generations yeah it should never be gone but if if you're the one generation making it work and then you don't teach the other generation financial yeah then it's gone then it's it's not gonna work yeah and it makes sense because i don't know like what is considered generational wealth like how much but say it was 10 million dollars that will be gone quick if you don't know what you're doing. Like right. $10 million does not get you as far as you would think, I don't think. Yeah. And I wouldn't um, even think it has to be that much because I would consider generational wealth being that you have enough money to pass down so that your kids never have to work and that their kids never have to work. Like yeah, that. Probably, yeah. And you don't need that much money to never work if you live a modest lifestyle. But yeah. someone who's given $10 million, I mean, they're not, they're not just going to sit around like, I don't know. Yeah, they're not like gonna on spend their couch 50 every day. Grand they're going to go they're out gonna... and spend money and yeah. buy stuff. Yeah. And even if they don't, they might just keep it in a savings account they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And at that point, it's just going to inflation eat away at it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. If you don't know how to invest it, even if you just got like a 4% return, like yeah. if you had a 4% return on $10 million, you could spend probably a couple hundred thousand dollars a year right. and still never run out of money. Right. But yeah, if you don't know how to get that 4% return, which everyone should be able to get a 4% return, right, yeah. um, then yeah, that that's not going to work for you. Um, one thing I thought about is it kind of probably goes in like cycles, right? Because you have this generational wealth and then by three generations, it's gone. 
And then that last person has to learn to hustle again. And then they teach good financial skills to their kids. And then by like three generations after that, I bet they have like, there's a higher percentage chance that they're a little bit more ahead. Right. So but, yeah. uh, I feel like, so you're saying you don't want to teach too much financial literacy <laughs> because then just you'll start the right getting amount. generational wealth and then it'll go away. You want to yeah, have just, just the right amount. But yeah. I honestly think, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I don't think it would be that I hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it would be that hard to teach your kids basic financial skills if you were going to pass down that much money. Just have them read a few books. Have them read the book I just talked about. If you read that book and still blew all your money, like you definitely... Well, the problem is how are you going to teach that go, to your kids if you don't know it yourself? That's the well, issue. No, but if you're the one with the generational wealth to pass down, then you you have yeah, the yeah. You oh, got well, it. That, yeah. What if you got it from the previous yeah. generation? So That's you teach your kids and you tell the parent... You tell your kids to teach it to their kids. Just pass the book down with them. Pass the book down with the money. It should be a requirement. Yeah. I mean, you also, have to read the book to tap into the money. <laughs> right, yeah. I feel like there are some people out there though that don't really care about generational wealth, and maybe they yeah. have it, and they're just like, I mean, I could, but maybe they don't have any kids. Yeah, and it's yeah, just exactly. Go away, so yeah, you might as well. It. And that, that, yeah, that makes sense. That could also be it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if it's true, but do wealthy people not have as many kids? I, it I would make sense in a way because if you don't have kids, you're much more likely to get wealth. Right. So I feel like that's statistic. But a lot of the, like the wealthier people, like when I think of, oh no, like Elon Musk has a kid, but like Jeff yes, Bezos several. doesn't, right? Or like, oh yeah, I guess he doesn't, doesn't he? I yeah. Don't know. I, I don't Actually, know. I'm not. I forgot keep tabs on that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't not, really that's, care. That's not, that's not important. Speaking of like yeah. teaching like a financial literacy type book to a child, I yeah. I read like Rich Dad Poor Dad a couple years oh, ago. That's, that's one of the biggest like early financial books you could give someone that would be a big help mm-hmm. into like their world of investing and just knowing how to use your yeah. money to make yeah. more money. And I did see a quote from Robert Kiyosaki recently. He's the author. Um, I don't know when he said it, but. It was saying that they don't teach it in schools. Like everyone's like, you get out and you learn how to make money and you're like, why don't they teach this stuff in high school? But he was saying that they don't teach it in high school because the government needs people to go to jobs every day and pay taxes rather than entrepreneurs who invest in things like real estate, which has a lot of tax loopholes to avoid taxes, but the government sets that up on purpose. And so they need to have people not learn certain things like that so that they get the tax money. Which I thought was super interesting. Yeah, because you're taxed um, on, and I'm I'm not sure that's totally gonna be true, but I'm sure maybe there's a little bit of merit to it. Right. Yeah, it the the taxing the rich thing. Did you guys see AOC this week? Were oh there, yeah, or yeah, the dress that said the Met Gala. tax the rich. Yep. Um, yep. to the Met Gala, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, we're not a we're not a politics podcast. Yeah. <laughs> nor do we give financial advice, but uh, it kind of makes sense, like with what you were just saying. Um, like. They need people like because the people with real wealth pay way less in taxes. Um, but the government and, makes that happen because they provide housing. Like real estate is one of the biggest tax avoiders you can have legally. Yeah. Avoid taxes. And if you know how to do it. It's because the government wants you to rent out your house to someone. Mm-hmm. Because if you had the government supply housing to everyone, you see how slow the government can run certain things. Like that, they, yeah. they're just really and slow. And that's why you get a huge tax. And break. you'd have just rundown houses that they don't take care of. Because how could they take care of every house? They just they couldn't. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, they the government needs real estate investors just like they need other investors, but they also do need the people working the nine to fives. Yeah, they need everyone. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some would say it's in their best interest to not teach financial literacy. Yeah. in publicly, you know, funded schools. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, but and we're all working nine way, to fives, but and <laughs> it's really like it doesn't take a lot to get basic financial literacy. Like I think maybe more parents should just like have them read a couple books. It doesn't it doesn't take a lot. Right. I feel like just to get like the basic fundamentals of like save your money and invest it and don't spend it on stuff. Exactly. Like I, it's it's pretty simple. I, I think a lot of people do realize that maybe even kind of later on in their lives. But I think yeah. it's just so important just to so early to do start it. early. You know, Compound even, interest. Yeah. Even if you just when you're 18, which is still I think kind of late, but I think maybe freshman high school should know the basics. And yeah. They, they easily understand that. Too. I mean, that's even earlier than I, like I didn't start investing. Yeah. I wish of, I knew freshman yeah. in high school like. Yeah, yeah, I didn't start till after to, college, and I wish I could take those four, five for me, five years back. <laughs> and the, not that I wouldn't go to school again; I probably still would, but I would have started investing like the money I made over the summer and stuff, maybe more of that, yeah. rather than spending as much as I did I, on yeah, stupid I, stuff. I was I was just personally not aware of it. I mean, I knew obviously you had to be with money, and I just didn't know how, and no no one taught me. And I didn't really follow anyone who was into that stuff. So, you know, I, I just saved my money. I didn't buy stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't, you know, help me a little bit, but not as much as it could have if I actually knew what yeah. to do back, you know, 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. I definitely wish I learned earlier too. <laughs> what did you, so politics aside, what did you guys think of the AOC wearing that dress around all the rich people that she wants to take the money, money from? <laughs> I mean, I, it didn't, it didn't really phase me in any way. Personally, <laughs> I don't, don't really care for that, but like. I don't know. I guess she was like, people were saying like, oh, this is no good because she literally paid a bunch of money to be at this event. Like, yeah, she's with the rich, rich people. Did she, she pay is for one it? of the rich people? I wonder if she paid. But for I think her thought was probably more, I'm gonna be bold and stand yeah. in front of all the rich people saying it, which is, it seems like a good idea to me. I mean, I don't know, like, but I mean, it's it's not like it's gonna do much. Though yeah. I did see a Biden tweet like the next day that it was like, <laughs> we gotta have the rich people start paying their fair share or something like that. So. <laughs> So it's um, working. So yeah, maybe it's working. <laughs> yeah, one, one thing I noticed right away, I'm like, okay, that's going to be a meme for sure. Yeah. And I'm already seeing it. I, the internet is just blazing fast with this I stuff. think, yeah, one thing, like regardless of if it works or not for her, she is very good at like being a politician in the way that even if she doesn't get things done, I think she'll be like reelected over and over again just because of the way she puts herself out there and like takes her stand and goes all the way. <laughs> And she knows how to like, use like the internet to do things like that. I think better yeah. than a lot of the older. Because in politics, she's now, pretty young, I think, right? Like, yeah, she's got, I think is she so. A millennial, probably a millennial. Probably, yeah. yeah. But like in politics now, I feel like you just got to go all the way one way or all yeah, the way the yeah, other way. Yeah, There's yeah, no in between. And she does a great job of going all the way her way. <laughs> yeah. uh, and one thing though that I did think was interesting is I when I saw it, I saw someone like respond something about her driving a Tesla, and I didn't know she like like lived in a pretty expensive apartment in New York city and drives a Tesla. Right. So like in a way I feel like she's kind of like not, I like, I know we're trying to teach about financial education and stuff and she's kind of pushing the opposite on people where it's like, Oh, earn. I think she makes $175,000 a year or something. I saw earn a bunch of money and spend it all is kind of what it looks like she's doing. And like what it looks like from the outside that someone else would see her doing yeah i feel like she's kind of a do as i say not as i do kind of type <laughs> i don't of even know what that means what? it just put know, me in a blender what that saying is say it again <laughs> do, do as i say not as i do do 
do yeah. as a, oh okay yeah, right. yeah 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 so yeah do what i say yeah and then right. she acts different yeah yeah but yeah. i i don't get too deep into that stuff so. yeah same nah. <laughs> i just i just thought it was really like we we're a financial podcast i just thought that yeah. dress was wicked funny thought <laughs> i'd bring it up <laughs> yeah I, I think one thing about that um, just politics aside, taxing, you know, the rich, like what, what defines, yeah, because some I, people think, oh, it's high income and other people, are like, oh, it's high net worth, high wealth, which can be two completely different things. Yeah. And they can be, you know, gap, huge gaps apart. Yeah. I think from like a government perspective, I could be wrong on this, but I think they consider rich or like in the highest tax bracket, $400,000. Do you guys know if that's right? It, it's something like well, that, $400,000 a year in income. That probably sounds right. I think that's a number they're trying to hit. Yeah. But, so, you know, if someone makes 400K, then if they're rich. But yeah. someone can make $0 a year and still be way richer than the person making yeah, exactly. 400K in income. And, yeah, and the way that you make the money is very important. Because if you make $400,000 at my job that I'm in now, you're probably walking away with 200000 Like a 9 to 5 job, you're getting taxed like crazy. But if you're getting $200,000 of rental property income, you're probably not paying a dime, <laughs> honestly. Like the like the tax loopholes, if you're wealthy and you know what to do with it, are way better than I feel like the taxing from the government would be on. I think it would just be the people that like doctors and lawyers that get hurt the most right. from that. Yeah. I don't think it would be any investors. I it unless would, there's a wealth tax. I think the wealth it, tax. it would be high income people that get hurt, not high net worth people that get hurt. Right. Yeah. Unless they do a wealth tax. Um. Yeah. Oh, that that would true. be the way that. It would, I don't even know like how it would work. I guess they would just figure out everyone's net worth and then tax them based on it. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone would just lie about their net worth. Yeah, It oh, would yeah, be tough so. to enforce, I feel like. Right, yeah. um, one thing, so unless, did you guys have anything else to talk about there? No. Bitcoin fixes this. <laughs> Bitcoin <laughs> few does. You understand. Yeah, few understand Bitcoin fixes this. Uh, we, uh, we'll talk about it next time. Crypto has been doing some crazy stuff lately though. Um, yard sale flipping. We mentioned we were going to talk about that last time right. and I am actually so interested in that. I've yeah. always thought it would be cool to do. So I just kind of want to hear like your story. Like how did it go? Yeah. That were was successful. I know it's really hard. It was one of my first hustles and it was just something I, you know, I was kind of bored. I think I was still in college when I started that just over the summers and I saw a lot of yard sales and I never, why, why would I get stuff there? And then I kind of saw other people flipping shit for, you know, 10 times what they bought it for. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to try it out, you know, get $20, see if I can turn $100. And at first I went and there was a lot of junk. I'm like, I don't want any of this. And, you know, I kind of like, uh, I pushed it off. Then I kind of went back. I'm like, all right, I'm going to kind of take my phone here. Were you going look to into like a it. full day's worth of yard sales when you went? No, I, just I would won? only go to ones I would see on the streets. Uh, and usually it was just so you houses. you didn't plan it out, like look at the really newspaper for or anything? But my, my first big hit, I was in Haverhill and there was kind of a big, you know, yard sale. I think it was from like a church or something. And there was like you know, 25 people at this yard sale. Like they had, you know, instead of one oh, house, oh, yeah, there was 25 like houses. Like it was a community yard sale. sale. And I walked around and there was so much stuff there. I found like an old cake holder that I got for $5, sold for like $25. A what? Cake holder. Oh, like a, what is that? You know what cake like holder is? It's like a tray. Yeah, I know. And a cake like... goes on and there's a cover goes on top. Oh, yeah. oh, I do know what yeah. that. Yeah. It was, I, I never had one. I didn't even look it up. It was, it was red and had like cherries on it. It looked cool and it was brand new. Wow. And I, I bought it. Nice. And then I so like, found, do you remember like numbers on that? Um, I think I made like I don't know, fifteen whatever bucks. That's cool. A- after not a bad. Probably was what an hour of work. Um, well, I was there for yeah, definitely over an hour. Other stuff. Well, so I, got, you- I got like puzzles. I got a couple of baseball cards, 
And I think by the end of the summer, I've spent a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I probably made double that. Okay, so, so it was get so the pretty... item from a yard sale. How do you sell it? Were you selling it online? eBay, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. And Facebook Marketplace, obviously, just cash deals. That, that was that was the biggest. That profit. feels like the best. But place. eBay, you know, they would take some, and then you have to pack. Yeah, it I and, I uh, feel like yeah, Facebook Marketplace is yeah. the way to go. Just look for items that people would want that are near you. Yeah. That's also so, gotten so much more popular, like in yeah. the so, past couple of years too. Yeah. So that's like a good return. Like obviously, it's only a couple hundred bucks because right. you said you spent a couple hundred and made a couple hundred, right? Yeah, so that, like it's yeah. not that much money, but like no. that's a cool hustle. Like. Hundred yeah. percent return, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I could have kept doing it and you know make made a hundred hundred dollars a weekend or something like that. But it, it did it took more time than I thought was worth it. Yeah. Like I gave myself an hourly rate and then yeah. I'm like, okay, is this I worth wonder, it? I, it? It is if I needed the money I could I could do it. You know, it's good just yeah. to start, but I kinda wanna do something else with my time. Yeah, do you know like specific items that were better or did you kinda just like gauge like you saw the price that they were selling it for and you were like oh i think that could be worth more or did you have yeah. like items like i know baseball cards like people yeah. like baseball cards yeah so i would look for a lot of old stuff that was still new so still in the old same package stuff. yeah you know what i mean yeah or just that makes th- sense. things that just looked cool that i think other people might yeah look cool and we're selling for a dollar okay someone buy it for five dollars no problem yeah yeah and then, i mean the- there there were some misses like i there was a ton of Beanie Babies at the stand. <laughs> Some of those, I, are, those can be like rare. Yeah, though. I spent they, like thirty dollars in Beanie Babies, and I ne- never and they didn't them. pan out. Do you still I, have them? I, I think still you need, somewhere. I think, maybe they'll even continue to get rare. Well, I think you on. still need the tag on them, right? And no, I, they, I still have the tag, but it some was, of them had the tag. Some of them are rare, but others are just they made thousands. Yeah, of, so they, they don't. There, there's one that I think it's like a pink bear, maybe. And it was like one of the first ones that they had sells for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and there's a purple one too that I thought I had, but it was like <laughs> it was one a knockoff. It was like just one thing off with it that didn't make it legit. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. And then there was, let's see what else was there. A uh, couple of old Elvis Presley cassettes, shit like that. Um, what else? Garfield cups, like glass you, cups looked cool. This kind of, oh, sorry, go ahead. Besides the Beanie Babies, like how much of the stuff like what percentage were you able to sell like half or like did um, you end up with just like a bunch of junk in your garage yeah. right now i still have i think like some beanie babies a ton of red Sox and patriots newspapers and magazines which i kind of yeah. like kept those I'm like, okay, yeah that's kind of uh, cool put them in your actually, uh, man cave when yeah, you get your own house it was there's a lot of stuff and it's, it's cool shit it's like newspapers from like 2005 and not even touched it's brand new yeah stuff like that so i kept that so i still have that beanie babies um I don't know, maybe a couple of small like puzzles or something. I don't know. Yeah, yard sale flipping is pretty cool. It yeah. kind of reminds me of the show Pawn Stars. You guys know that show? Yeah, where they they like get stuff brought to them, like pawn stuff, right. and sell it later. So it's pretty much that, but you go out and buy your own stuff right. and then yeah. sell it, right? Yeah. Um, I Best I can do is uh twenty two cents. <laughs> this, this is worth a th- bought this for a thousand dollars last week. Best yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so easy yeah, to. to negotiate yard sales too because people want to get rid yeah of stuff. people just don't yeah, want don't people care, like, like when they don't when they end up with it at the end of the day are probably just gonna throw half of it out anyway exactly if they don't sell it yeah oh another thing i got actually i just remembered i got a picture it was like one of my first yard sales i went to and it was like two dollars and do you guys know what i did with that picture oh is that the picture you gave us i gave you that picture <laughs> yep. i was gonna say you definitely got us a picture as our housewarming yep, gift yep, yep. it I is not <laughs> ah where is it 
Oh, oh, I do remember. But it was like in another language, right? I didn't know what it said. Yeah, yeah. I, I hang something on my wall and without it was, knowing what it said. Because yeah, it looked it, cool. It was, <laughs> That's it was, why I got what it. What if pretty, it said something like crazy inappropriate? It said something pretty religious is what it said, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but it's in our storage area. Let's, let's <laughs> we, check it out. We still this. have it. Yeah, we. I. Yeah. I think I know where it is. Yeah, we definitely still have it. We didn't throw it out. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, that's something. Even just for for fun, if you guys want to do it some weekends, I, I think that'd be cool. What I was gonna say, I was gonna propose this is at some point we should go out see and see who best. can buy. We each get oh. buy one thing and see who makes that's... the best profit margin on it. Not sells it for the most most profit margin. Yeah. That that would be a good game, honestly. And I think it would be, it would fun, be fun. We could also document that too on our channel. Yeah, we could do that. That would be cool. Our uh, Twitter and Instagram yeah. channel. At B is for business on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. Maybe you'll see a yard sale flip competition. Could be fun. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I know we said we were going to talk about, or I said we were going to talk about crypto next time, but I actually just remembered. I saw, did you guys see the Walmart Litecoin thing this week? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I like didn't really see it as it was happening, but yeah, I kind of heard about I, it like after. Yeah, I can explain it. Um, so if you don't know, um, a tweet from the Associated Press came out this week. Associated Press, big news organization, um, that said that Walmart is accepting Litecoin cryptocurrency um, in stores. And Litecoin absolutely went to the moon for like 15 minutes. And then Associated Press tweeted, we were hacked. It didn't actually happen. And it promptly went right back down to almost exactly where it was before. Hey, it's <laughs> um, self-regulating, right? Yeah. I think in the span of like 45 minutes, it was up 35% and back down 35% within like 40, 45 wow. minutes. Wow. Um, so it was pretty crazy. Um, and I just, it's still like crypto is unregulated. So even if they found out who that hacker was, like, I don't think they could punish him. But whoever that hacker was probably made a bunch of money, right? He probably unless did, they honestly. didn't sell at the top. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they maybe they tweeted it and accidentally bought after, so they bought at the top. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you kind of. I mean, I know it's illegal and or it's not not right. I don't know if it's technically illegal since it's not regulated, but you almost have to like respect it in a way. It's like, yeah. To be able to do that, to, like, I don't know how to hack a Twitter. <laughs> yeah. right. And like, yeah. if it's yeah unregulated and you can't get in trouble. I don't know. Do you do you guys think that crypto should be regulated? You think like the SEC well, should no, be involved no, and that, stuff? No, that would defeat the whole purpose. Yeah, it, it would. It wouldn't be decentralized. It would be centralized. So you don't you think it should be completely decentralized? No one should ever have to pay taxes on it or anything like that. Well, you do pay taxes on it here in the U.S. You're supposed you, to. No one games. does because it's unregulated and you can't get in trouble. Though. <laughs> I think I paid taxes on it. Yeah. This past year, I didn't sell any crypto. I didn't have to pay taxes on mine. Yeah, that's true. I did on my Robinhood. I sold it. Um, I would have sold it for a loss. Well, I don't have it on Robinhood anymore, but... You probably would have sold it for a loss, right? Did you where where do you have it right now? I sold Dogecoin for a one dollar game. <laughs> so wow. you paid taxes? No, no, on no. That no. But I, I also had Bitcoin and Ethereum yeah. and stuff on there too. Yeah. yeah um, one thing when I was looking at the Litecoin thing um, was that I saw came up. Someone said that it reminded them of in 2013, and I don't even remember this because this is before I did stocks or anything, 2013. And I think it probably was before you guys got into it too. So you guys might not even know about this, but the Associated Press was also hacked in this instance. And in 2013, a tweet from their account that was a hacker came out that said there were explosions at the White House and Barack Obama was injured. From the Associated Press was tweeted and immediately it took, I think it said like six minutes on the 
thing I was looking at to plummet like 20%, like the whole stock market. But then yeah. within six minutes, it was back because the Associated Press and the SEC tweeted like, nothing's happening, nothing's wrong, like wow. we're all fine, there's no explosions. So yeah. that's just, that was like crazy to me. And I don't know if they found the, the hacker, but it was like someone, it was like a terrorist hacking thing, I think. It is crazy Not how quick that. information spreads when it comes mm-hmm. to something like that. Yeah. Like, I, I doubt, like, I mean, if I saw that Litecoin, like, tweet from the so Associated that's what I Press, saw. Yeah. I, it, would, it wouldn't take me, like, a minute to go onto my account and quickly buy Litecoin. I probably wouldn't even think of it. Like, Yeah, yeah. I didn't but, even see the tweet. I just saw, like, someone else tweet about it, went on, and it was already 30-something percent up. I think that's one thing that's kind of scary now that it's so easy to buy crypto. It's so easy to buy stocks. And I think that in itself can make everything more risky because if something happens like that again, if someone even sees something scary or they're like unsure, everyone can sell so fast. Yeah. Like you don't have to it's, you know, it's call your broker, yeah. place an order, you can whip out your phone and it can be done in five seconds. Yeah. Whereas, you know, years ago or even, you know, earlier than that, it took a lot longer yeah. and it was a way larger bear event. Yeah. It does seem like, I don't know. I know I'm like harping on this. I feel like, but the sec, I feel like should get involved in something like the Litecoin thing because I, I like, I respect the hacker you, for doing you, it. You sound like you bought at the top. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I've never owned, <laughs> yeah. I have never owned Litecoin. I did buy the dip on, um, what did I buy the dip on? Cardano. Yeah. I think I bought more Maybe. Cardano last did week. Did it keep on dipping? That's the last. No. Uh. Oh, yesterday and today too. <laughs> <laughs> but origin right at first it went up. Um. No, but the SEC like if they don't get involved in it eventually, I feel like it's just gonna get too out of hand. Like I don't know if you guys have seen people are using like NFTs to money launder and stuff because it's easy. It's like money laundering with art. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Theoretically, like I could make an NFT. And you guys could buy it and yeah. then, you know, jack the price up. I just give you your money back. Yeah. I mean, or you could buy illegal. it yourself. And, and now the market value yeah. of it is what we pay exactly. for it. So yeah. it's the same thing with art because it's it's too subjective. So that's why people like money launder through art yeah. because it's yeah. so subjective that they could never, like if you like sell a bunch of drugs and then take the cash return as like an art piece, mm-hmm. then it's just so subjective. You could be like, oh, I, I got a $100,000 art piece as payment. Right. Or, or is it a hundred thousand dollars, or was it drawn by a six-year-old? <laughs> like it could be just a fridge yeah. painting. You don't yeah. know. Or if you owe ten million dollars in taxes, then before taxes, and you buy a ten million dollar piece of art, then you donate it to some place. Mm. Boom! You don't have to pay yeah. taxes. Yeah, ten million. That that's smart. I've actually never thought about it that way. The that's... did you guys see the NFT of like test or something? Test. Someone mm. just wrote like test in like terrible handwriting really? <laughs> as like a test to make yeah. their first NFT sold for like, I don't know. I forget if it was in the five or six figures. It was a Jeez. lot of money. It yeah. sold They're for going it. <laughs> for like the high end, like NFTs now are going for like six, $7 million. I like, am so tempted. It's to absurd. I, I want you to, but like at this, I have the NBA top shot, but that like was here and gone. Like you bought those like so though. quick. You didn't create that. Yeah, yeah, no. I were you gonna create your own? I was so one thing. If if anyone's listening, feel free to create this. Just just DM me and let me know how it goes. <laughs> I was look, gonna do something called e- Etherbet. So it was gonna be a crypto project with Ether, and every letter of the alphabet was gonna be unique. And I was just gonna you know create a letter on you know Adobe Illustrator and then mint it and just have like just a like have like a. apples on it 
and then B, like just that. have like books around it, like something like that. A, my name is Adam. And yeah, we, yeah. And, and my wife's thinking, name is Alice. We live in Alaska <laughs> and we sell apples. Yeah, and then try to like encourage people to buy your name or something. I don't know, something like buy a word. Yeah. Buy H I. Hi. Yeah, it it's like it's really subjective. Okay. But the people, the things people are buying, I'm like. That's not that cool. Why is that so expensive? Like the CryptoPunks and stuff. I just, I still fully can't get behind it's it. It's a flex though. Do you think there actually are a lot of people out there doing things like illegally with it? Like money? Not money? yet, but there will be Who when knows? they all figure it out. Do you, yeah, I don't, I did see like a week ago, like actually some kids explaining the art market thing. And I had never thought about it that way before with the money the laundering. Money? It yeah, because it's subjective. So it's not like, I mean, I didn't even know what money laundering was till I watched Ozark. So <laughs> yeah i i mean i don't know it seems like money i mean i don't money launder but it seems like there's a lot of ways to get around it with art right compared to it does yeah the other way is like putting your money in offshore banks right or something i don't know the exact way to do it i don't know because i don't do (laughs) it yeah i don't really definitely seems like marty bird's got to get on that strategy we 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 definitely don't give money laundering advice on this podcast (laughs) not financial advice uh or not political advice we did earlier no money laundering advice. <laughs> no advice, period. Yeah, we don't give Do your advice. Own research. <laughs> Do your own due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Good show today, guys. Follow us at B is for Business on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to like and subscribe if you liked what you heard. Again, don't do anything if you didn't like it. And make sure to share it with some friends this week. Have and a- buy the dip. Buy the dip. That's not financial advice, though. Exactly. <laughs> This episode of B is for Business is sponsored by Ty's Coffee. Are you looking for delicious tasting coffee to get you through the morning? Fresh from fair trade farms in South America, Ty's Coffee is 100% USDA certified organic and packaged in compostable and renewable bags with biostone labeling. Go to Ty'sCoffee.com to place an order of sustainable coffee today. That's Ty's Coffee, T-Y-S-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. Ty's Coffee, great tasting and great for the environment.